You're listening to Black Humboldt's new podcast, Black Aesthetic. And we're celebrating our love for Black arts and culture within Humboldt County. What up? This Queen D rocking this body from East Coast to Humboldt. Woo! Hey, this is Dewar, healing souls on the streets. K.M. Ross, popping shots, killing things, and making stuff. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Mo. Mom, artist extraordinaire. Baby, baby. This is Black Humble's Juneteenth 2020 opening ceremony. Hi, everyone. Happy Juneteenth. My name is Mo Desir. Um, I'm a volunteer coordinator with Black Humble. Uh, we also have Diana and Kevin here from the team. Um, they'll say hello. Peace, people. Happy Juneteenth. I'm Kevin, also volunteer coordinator, one of the originals. Thanks for uh, celebrating with us this year. You know, we can't do it like we want to, but we do it how we can. This will work. As long as we're together, that's all that matters, right? Um, I'm gonna start the space by just acknowledging that wherever you are in Humboldt County, uh, we are on stolen Weot land, and we wanna acknowledge that land that we get to use, especially as we get to use it to honor ourselves and our black community. Uh, we also wanna recognize our indigenous native communities. We also like to honor our ancestors and our um, we, we know that we are uh, descendants of a stolen people who exist here in this country. And we like to start off by acknowledging our ancestors that are deceased who have uh, fought uh, in, for this country uh, in civil wars, who have fought for their freedom, fought for our, our families. And so what we like to do is just invite uh, everyone um, who are descendants of uh, the stolen people that existed here to just say names. And even if you might not necessarily know your lineage beyond, beyond your great or two generations ago, uh, you can say your last name. Some of us carry last names of our masters. And I will tell you, Fletcher, my last name is my, <laughs> my is not a name from, uh, from my people. Uh, and so it is a name uh, that was given. So uh, what we like to do is if you could just turn your mic on and you can say last names that you know are of uh, European descent of slave masters or last names that may have been get some, some people renamed themselves when they were free. Um, what I'm gonna do is uh, we're gonna um, honor and bless the earth. This is just a bowl of water. So every time I hear a name, I'll uh, sprinkle the earth and bless the earth with a name that was said. Um, even if I cannot hear you, please just say the name to honor this um, practice that has been passed down to me. Ashe. 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 
If we can just take a moment of silence. Ashe, thank you for participating in your space. We're gonna sing the national anthem and we have the beautiful, the lovely Tina Okoye, my sister, my nice jazz sister. Uh, we're gonna have her come and sing the national black anthem it is definitely a, a song that the NAACP um, has always sung since for, for years, since before I was uh, born. <laughs> so here we go. Um, so uh, thank you, Dee. Um, thank you, Black Humble. Uh, my name is Tino Koye. Um, I work at Humboldt State University. I work in housing residence life. And um, I've been singing the national anthem here for quite a couple of years now. So it's really an honor that I'm able to continue that tradition. Um, so please acknowledge, um, again, our an ancestors who um, are on, in this country just suffering. Uh, I, mean, I mean, this country was built on the, on the backs of Black people. So I just need that to be not acknowledged and said. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to begin. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening sky. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun. Let us march on till victory is won. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Tina. You. Thank you so much. All right, Mo, you want to talk about our website? I'm going to do it really quick, uh, just for anyone who's not familiar with Black Humble. I know we have folks that are tuning in not from Humboldt County. Um, and so um, in the gist of things, Black Humble is just a group of local Black uh, volunteers who all recognize that there was a lack of safe spaces for us to conjure and enjoy ourselves and live our joy in Humboldt County. Um, and so we started looking up Black-owned businesses and outreaching to them, and we started just having exclusive get-togethers uh, for the Black community. Um, as that grew and got more popular, we recognized that we should also include um, our Brown community, which includes, you know, non-Black identifying POC, um, which POC stands for Person of Color, uh, and these people are historically oppressed and marginalized as a result of American colonism. So. 
um, although not everyone we create events for identifies as black, um, the color of their skin has created an environment for them in Humboldt County. Um, and so I'm gonna read our mission and our goals. And then if you guys wanna know more about us, you can head to our website, which is um, www.blackhumboldt.com. Uh, so our mission is to enlighten, empower, and entertain our black communities and all people of color in Humboldt County through events made for us and by us. Our vision is to focus on positive stories from black communities and people of color in Humboldt County, invest in black and POC owned businesses and support black and POC arts and culture. We build community awareness of issues affecting Humboldt County residents, create visible spaces within the community for the acceptance of black and POC presence and foster relations with non POC communities. We value safety, culture, community, empowerment, and education. And our goals are to cultivate safe, supportive, and inclusive spaces for all people of color in Humboldt County, to create, maintain, and sustain economic empowerment for all people of color in Humboldt County, educate, empower, and liberate all people of color in Humboldt County, and to educate non-POC groups within Humboldt County on race relations, inclusion, and allyship. So now we would like to introduce some of the, um, the we call it the BH Hub, the Black Humboldt Hub. Uh, these are folks who have um, done more than um, uh, we ask. They come, they meet with us, they commune with us, they help plan, they give their ideas, their energy, their physical labor. Um, we're all volunteers at Black Humboldt. Um, it's not just a hobby that Mo and I decided to do, but to give of our, our, our hearts and our, our physical selves, our spiritual selves. Um, so we want you to know that there is a team and it's not, it's not just me and Mo, and we would love more people to join this team. So right now, um, Jen, if you could come to the screen first and introduce yourself. Good evening, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jennifer B. Uh, it's been a pleasure to work with and volunteer with Black Humboldt um, over the past year. Uh, I give my hat to Dion and Mo, Diana, excuse me, and Mo um, and Kevin, uh, who you'll meet also shortly, um, for all the hard work that they put in. And to um, you know, it's been an honor to be a part of the team, specifically um, for this need of inclusive and safe, supportive spaces for individuals in Humboldt County. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice to meet you guys. I'll continue to provide, um, you know, utilize my skills and strengths the best way I can to provide a supportive network and um, educational, you know, outreaches or platforms for you to learn and grow from, not only for our allies, but most importantly for POCs and Blacks in Humboldt County. I love you all. It's good to see everybody's faces. I'm so excited for today. Um, yeah, I'll pass the mic. Yeah, Kevin Ross. I do a few things around here. Um, but yeah, it's been great. I was one of the first people involved with Black Humboldt. Mo and Dee found me and gave me uh, people to call family. And together, you know, it's, it's really, it's really beautiful, like what we've, what we've built, you know, just from an idea to something that's, you know, gaining massive traction that can also maybe inspire 
you know, the same kind of organizations in other areas that have the same difficulties. Uh, I think that it's just extremely important for us to have this kind of community uh, with the lack of diversity in Humboldt County. And uh, one of the things that I'm passionate about is like the, the business aspect of what Black Humboldt does in terms of uh, bringing different POC businesses together to network, potentially utilizing each other's services as well as promoting those businesses. Um, so, I mean, and once again, we have the directory of POC and Black-owned businesses. So I would definitely encourage folks to check the directory out. We know we're not perfect. If there's any more organizations that we're missing, please send us an email and we'll get it updated as well. If um, you are on the list and your contact information is changing, please update us as soon as you can so that uh, we're not distributing the wrong information out there. But um, yeah, I like to take the economic approach to uh, some of our problems in the community. And so, I'm happy to be part of the team. And if anybody needs me, I'm not hard to find. We have one more person who's at work. Um, though Juneteenth is not yet a national holiday, um, we will get there. And some businesses are recognizing that, but Delar unfortunately had to work. And um, Delar wrote up something for the black community that I'm gonna just read to you. And it's basically about um, black people being in nature brown people being in nature. And Delara has been rooted here for over 10 years um, and is definitely one with nature. And so here, here's what she said. She titled it, Activate Your Melanin. For those of us who have lived in Humboldt any length of time, we know that the sunshine is a blessing. Those precious sun rays don't always hang around for the day. Sometimes it's not even an hour. With all that is going on in the world today, from COVID-19 to protests, I want to encourage everyone to unplug for a moment and enjoy the sunshine. Take one minute, one hour, or however long you can spare to find the time uh, to appreciate the sunshine. Whether you sit outside for that few minutes, the clouds open up, or take a hike out in the beautiful landscapes of Humboldt County. The state parks are back open with social distancing and force. Arcata Marsh has nice flat trails to enjoy with lots of bird watching. The Arcata Community Forest has a number of trails that are easy to moderate for hiking and biking. The beaches are never crowded, so it's very easy to get the ocean breeze and practice social distancing. There are so many ways to enjoy a little sunshine. Go out and activate your melanin. And that's from Delar. Let's give her an ASL applause. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I am Deanna Fletcher, and I've been here for three years, and almost three years. The end of September will make three years. And I came out here actually to attend Del Arte International, and I was like, where are all the Black folks? And I know a lot of you heard this story before, but I'm going to keep telling it to the wheels fall off. <laughs> but um, I was like, where are all the Black folks? And you know, I'm from the East Coast and I was used to seeing color. I'm from New York, you know, the big melting pot. And out here, I went the opposite way. It was just like all white folks. So European white. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go on a mission to find my people. And uh, um, so I 
And and when I say my people, I mean all 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 walks of life of my people because I come from a community where you know I have tias, I have um, uncles from other aunts and uncles from other um, brown countries who identify as brown. I have you know I'm used to. I'm just used to like us all being together. So anyway, I joined, I, I started hanging out with a crew of um, Latinx uh, salsa dancers. And then I was just like, all right, there's gotta be more of us. I'm, I'm starting to find us. And um, I also needed some products that you find in black businesses. They're, like I can't just go to Target and I don't like shopping at Walmart, but I was like, I can't just go to Target and find these things. I'm gonna have to order them and it's gonna take forever. So I was like invested in, investing my personal time to find professionals who can give me guidance to find businesses who can give me the products that I need and to find a community. Um, it is very important that a person sees a reflection of themselves. Um, it's not that we don't value white and European people because we're all human and we all love, you know, um, but, but to see a reflection of yourself is very important. And, uh, even, even my, my Italian godmother would tell me that she knows that. So for anyone who doesn't know that, speak that into your life, speak that into your children. If you have POC children um, and they're only ever around white or European people. Uh, otherwise we all go into culture shock going into other places. There shouldn't be a culture shock for me coming here and it shouldn't be a culture shock for a POC kid who was raised here, leaving here, going somewhere to see a whole bunch of POC people. So my, my desire, my passion is behind me wanting to leave the next person who experiences what I experience with something, a foundation, a start. I, don't, I wouldn't want anyone to come to Humble and, and have this experience. So this was for me to leave for the next person. That's what Black Humble is for me. And um, I love that we're continuing to grow together as a community and that we can all identify each one of you on this platform who is black and brown as black humble you are black humble and you are what made this organization because you exist here and i always tell folks that black and brown folks can exist in humble county not because they're just going to hsu not because they just got a contract at the hospital for a term but because we belong where God placed us on this earth. This, I don't mean to go into religion. Some of us might not believe in God, but I am saying that the nature is bigger than all of us and we're existing on this land that has been colonialized and stolen. And uh, we should not be shunned in white only communities. Um, so whether that's unconsciously or intentionally done. So with that, Happy second annual Juneteenth from Black Humboldt. I would like to play um, just an opening for, um, for Juneteenth and then we'll get into talking a little bit uh, briefly about what Juneteenth is. I'm proud and honored to present Sekou Sundiata. up here than I expected. I think all, thank you. I think all the other poets raised the temperature. <clears throat> Come on and bring on the reparations. Oh, master of the perfect word universe, trichnological fork tongue, riddle me this. 
If the Chinese can come from China and the French can come from France, what made you think you could get niggas out of Africa in the first place? Just because you put puppies in the oven, that don't make them biscuits. <laughs> reparations on GP. Come on and bring on the reparations. For all the unrequited home runs, brothers be burning up the bases, the crowd be going mad, brothers be crossing over home plate, go outside and can't get a cab. For little Richard teaching the Beatles how to scream like Aunt Jemima without their pancakes. And all the other dark and unknown rockers electrified, the republic sanctified, shaking that cold war out the booty body politic. Come on and bring on the reparations. For the beat in beatnik, white Negroes and such, getting off up under that great music in them little ass five spots. For the jazz in the jazz age, making your women wiggle and squirm, and you trying to twist and do the worm. Your abstract expressionism jism dripping, you might say, if I was you, I would go on the road and howl too. Jimmy Dean and Elvis, they can go to wherever they went. Marilyn too, except she got caught in a trick and got bent out of that cute little shape she had going. Come on and bring on the reparations. For the Birmingham Gospels, four little girls come Sunday. For the Jesus remix in those redneck streets, fire hose, mad dog, crucifix, and what exactly did you say you was doing at the time of our soft shoe on the rock of edges? For the privilege in your skin, a wounded knee, a trail of tears for the Indian in us. Come on and bring on the reparations. For the spook with the metal detector sitting by your door. Open just enough, probably a moon full of cocaine on the table. Monica on her knees doing secret service. You humming mum under wraps. And what about all those flags we so proudly hailed? Marvin Gaye singing, oh, say, can you see? Wearing shades like mirrors at the All-Star game so you can reflect yourself. Relaxed and feeling good. The dark looker doing his looking like he was blind. Bearing witness to the whiteness of whiteness. Pretending you was the only one who could see. Tis after all about thee, just like you like it. Mercy, mercy, me, and so on and so forth. For the missing royalty checks, and so on and so forth. For VD in Tuskegee called syphilis, and so on and so forth. Think of it. Think of it as a down payment on the interest compounded. Them 40 acres notwithstanding. That mule notwithstanding. Multiplied, quantized, digitized. What to say about forgiveness between you, huh? and your God. Come on and bring on the reparations. Come on and bring on the reparations. My brother said when these stimulus checks came out, he's like, well, we got stimulus checks when I'm still waiting for my reparations. I was like, I know that's right, bro. June 19th, we call it Juneteenth. Why? Because they're not exactly sure about the date. And um, so when you say Juneteenth, you think about a roundabout time and you think about the, 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 the colonel who actually came to deliver the news in Texas was actually far behind the time of when um, President Lincoln actually abolished slavery. So they got the news late in Texas, really late. So it was like, oh, like, put down everything, let's celebrate. And we want to continue to um, commemorate and make that, that moment, that moment in time, because we don't know what time it is, but make that moment and keep it alive and to remember where you come from, to remember what our ancestors had to carry, to remember the day that someone told you that you can't be a, you don't have to be a slave anymore. 
can't you can't even imagine i can't even ask you can you imagine the day when you were less of a human less of a human and being told by another human you can now go and be a human and still be oppressed in this world so that was um in 1865 and um like i said there are, it's it's never been a national holiday it's been something that's celebrated by black folks by by what we were calling ourselves back in that time as africans africans right and then became african americans I mean, we're not going to go into all the different names we've had over the past <laughs> the centuries but but um you know um, that's something that's totally just been in the black community. Um, Texas had made it a statewide holiday, and hopefully we'll get to the day where it is a national holiday. Um, and um, so we want to make sure we keep that tradition alive and humble. Um, and yeah. Um, we all know that slaves were taken from Africa, and then they were dropped off in many places on their way to America, and a lot of land that, um, you know, European Europeans were colonizing and stealing um, from natives. So we have Tahinos in the Caribbean, we have Aztec uh, natives, we have Native Americans, um, all types of tribes in, in, North, in where USA is now, right? Um, but all those folks were taken their identities, right? And we became black because so many of us can't trace the, the line from us to our African ancestors. And this is a day that's for every single shade of person that identifies as black, for every single person that knows they have an African background but can't trace the stops and the lines that can get, get them back there. We call it the Africa um, dysphoria because like me, I'm from the West Indies, but my ancestors are from Africa, and I may never know those tribes because a new culture was born through the land that they were colonized on, right? Um, so Juneteenth really just gives us a day, and th this year we get a weekend. You guys get a weekend um, because this is what is what who it's for, right? We be we be, we started to become people that day, that random day that we're still not sure um, when they recognize emancipation. And then we slowly began to create more and more of a personhood and more and more of an identity. And that identity has become Black America, right? Not all of us say we're African-American. Not all of us can say that we are from Africa, first or second generation, third or fourth generation, right? But we are Black and we are a Black community. And with Black comes lots of brown shades. Um, I'm not going to teach about colorism today, but you know we have Afro Latinas and and Black uh, Asian Americans, and you know it goes so much deeper than this said conversation. But just to bring it back, it's a day that we have for just us, our new identities, our new personhood, our humanity. Black Lives Matter. We exist. We want to have joy. This is our joy. So that is why we are here today. I must just go ahead and read the Juneteenth poem. Okay. We rose. From Africa's heart, we rose. Already a people, our faces, our body lean, we rose. Skills of art, life, beauty, and family crushed by forces we knew nothing of, we rose. Survive, we must, we did, we rose. We rose to be you, we rose to be me, above everything expected, we rose to become the knowledge we never knew.
we rose. Dream, we did. Act, we must. I'm just gonna give a huge shout out to all the black, indigenous, and POC businesses that we've ever collaborated with because in all honesty, me and D wanted to hang out in your space is kind of how this all started and you all giving us space and discounted food, which is not even something that should have had to happen, you know, but they supported us and now we're at the point where the community supports us so much that we can give back to all those businesses that have been giving us for this whole time. Um, we're actually doing a GoFundMe specifically for um, Black-owned businesses. It's on our GoFundMe. Um, so you can go to GoFundMe, search Black Humble, and type in Juneteenth, and it will pop up. Um, and then just shout out to our community. Like Dee said, um, we exist because we are here all together. And the more and more people I get to know through Black Humble, it's it's like Kevin said, it's really, you know, it's so much more than just an organization throwing events. Like we are building community, we're building family, like everyone brings the kids, they all play together, you know, it's, and it's just safe and fun. Yeah. When y'all see each other, speak. When y'all see each other, speak. Don't just stare, don't just wonder. We all have the same feeling like, should I, man, I don't know, just speak. It just takes one hello, hey, what's up, I see you, something. Because it's not that many of us. So, I mean, even if you wanna give them the Wakanda, like something, just say hello. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to the second half of the day. Yes, happy Juneteenth, everybody. Can we get a silent round of applause for happy Juneteenth? Yes, we are celebrating it, commemorating the day that we found out after the fact that President Lincoln abolished slavery. <laughs> so um, just continue to keep that moment in your hearts um, and know that we are here existing um, and a reminder that we are liberating ourselves holistically and honoring our ancestors who have died and built this country on their backs. Um, and today, we are putting aside black tax for ourselves, okay? No black tax today. Um, so, and uh, still waiting for our reparations. <laughs> We're about to have the amazing, um, when I first met this sister, she was DJing for NAACP, and she is so talented. She needs to have her own radio station, her own broadcasting network, <laughs> the one and only DJ L Boogie, black woman of Humboldt County. You can find her when we're not in COVID times in Griffin at private parties. She does weddings. She does it all. Um, you can see her setting up with her DJ booth because she is that serious. She just turned her whole house into a whole um, broadcasting station. Um, the one and only give it up for DJ L Boogie and say it is quite the honor. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for allowing me to share this space uh, with all of these beautiful black faces and allies and community members. So uh, thank you to Black Humboldt. Thank you to all of the sponsors, all of the folks who made this possible. I want to um, 
say a couple of things first. I want to give honor to Brianna Taylor. I want to give honor to Ahmad Aubrey. And most importantly, I want to give honor to George Floyd. Um, there are times in, in history when something happens and it is the impetus for change. His murder, as you can see, has been the impetus for quite a bit of change in our nation on this globe just over uh, 20 some days. So I want to thank him for being the, the instrument for change. I want to start with uh, the Negro National Anthem. And after that, I am going to play the Star Spangled Banner in a way only I can enjoy it. I want to also mention that I will uh, have a special little session for our kids with some music. And this is totally interactive. There'll be some, there's going to be some line dancing that will take place. And uh, we're going to have fun until 6 o'clock. And then uh, at about 10.30, it's going to be an after party. So let's get ready. So uh, let's start. And you can sing along from wherever you are. Every voice and sing till our faith heaven ring. Ring with the harmony of liberty that are rejoicing. Thank you. 
and other available playlists, be sure to follow DJ L Boogie on all socials and on Spotify. DJ L B O O G I E. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I just want to say, um, you know, thank you to all the organizers. Thank you to Mo, sister. You, you know, I love you. It's all real. It's on a spiritual level. It's on a, it's on a sisterhood level here. It's on a community level with all y'all. Uh, that transcends all this systemic, you know, dialogue. So y'all really feel it. So I know I don't really have to say too much on that front. But uh, to, I just wanted to piggyback off of what my sister Mambo Takasha had said about art and uh, wanting platforms to express that. And, you know, uh, rest in peace to our, bro- our fallen brother Nipsey Hussle. Um, you know, my uncle who just passed away, uh, showed me this song actually two days before he died. It's called Dedication by Nipsey Hussle. And one of the lyrics in it says, um, young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. No, he a genius, he just can't claim it because they left him no platforms to explain it. So, you know, uh, that being said, uh, we want to create more platforms for black artists. So welcome to the Artist Showcase of Black Humboldt 2020 Virtual Juneteenth, everybody. <laughs> Welcome! <laughs> we about to create a platform right now. So this showcase is being brought to you through a collaboration called Just Arts, which is the Arcade of Playhouse, Black Humboldt, and the nonprofit that I'm co-creating with my community called YAS, which stands for Youth Art Will Succeed. So um, since YAS is a, a little bit new uh, to this collaboration, I'll just explain a little bit about it. Um, so the vision of YAS envisions a world where marginalized peoples are able to transcend misinterpretations of our inherent worth and be seen for what we truly are, priceless. 
Our mission is building community of black and brown artists who, while being fully supported, will have the capacity to communicate the experience of our oppression, thus bringing healing to ourselves, our communities, and the world at large. What we value, we value community collaboration that prioritizes, prioritizes the needs of marginalized people and arts in all of its numerous manifestations, education, and healing of racial traumas through creating spaces that allow us to do so. So, without further ado, this is our artist showcase. So I'm gonna go ahead and take three deep breaths. I invite y'all to do the same. I'm gonna be breathing in from my belly, in through the nose, out the mouth. So, Again, my name is AJ. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at mindfulabe. I'll put it down in the chat. I'm a poet, a MC, um, a yogi. I'm soon to be a certified yoga teacher, so you can stay up to date with me on that by following me on my social media. And I'm just gonna get right into my first poem. We were taken from our motherland to another land. In this other land, we mourn for our mothers and our lost brothers. Cops with a gun in hand stun the plants. I don't think most people understand that this cycle runs deep. Subconscious microaggressions and white guilt steep in my cup of rage. I avoid the information for a couple days. Like melanated skin craves to touch the rays of the sun when the mother loses her son. All she wants to do is hold him. Had any other body got close, so too many wings unfolded prematurely. Surely, there's got to be an answer to this question. How do we stop this violent oppression on our people? Sonetta TV told me there was evil in the people that have stripped my ancestors' places equal, yet I see truth is often hidden. I was blessed with light and darkness, so I bring the light and darkness to inspect the schisms. I can see all the false information had me chasing fairy tales. Never landing can be fatal. Once I discover my roots, not just bondage and slave roles, I learned of ancient chemic. Only black skin won't blemish under Ra's heat. That realization had me waking from a long sleep. I was under the impression that people from Egypt were true Egyptians till I dipped into their history. Rediscovering her story, it vividly painted a picture. See, it all started clicking as the clock hand was ticking and I learned more, my vision was enhanced. I saw Black bodies in a trance, unaware of their greatness, hustling to advance. Jews and Arabs invest in slave ships. Some people say Africans had slaves too. They captured us and got paid to. That doesn't change the rules. Karma's in yielding and there's still a lot of payments due. As long as I'm breathing, I'll keep speaking. And saying, seeking peace within is the only way we'll ever see it leaking from our presence. Black bodies in heaven, shining on me. I aim to carry your presence calmly until they call me by your side in time of all things, making emancipation vinyl. How can this country be free while we're still fighting for survival? What will be our story will be ours to write, not history. Triumph over lower energies, that is victory. Love is the highest form of healing. I have tasted hatred. It left me bitter like the taste of left to hate your neighbor, shields you from the truth. We are one eternal family. The motherland knows this. 
returning in my fantasies, I found a purpose. You know that God that we try to worship, mostly by force, it crawls on the surface. It manifests as fruit bearing seeds, every thirst it quenches. Its waters soothe the troubled mind and it serves its own. While still benefiting others, we should study her, follow all our ways, rediscover her, know that we are one with her, fast and let her heal the same. Get up out of way, a higher intellect floods these veins, yes, we all bleed red. But black and brown skin still suffers pain from ancestral trauma, white supremacy's tucked in ways, lack of representation. I took that cup of rage to transmute the energy. I found comfort remains, knowing that I only have to be what I want to change. Give it all your effort until not another body slain unjustly. Thank you. That was my first piece of the night. And I'm looking forward to see what everyone else has to share. So thank you. Hello, my name is Valetta. So, I'm coming at y'all with a song called Black Lives Matter. But before I actually do that, first of all, I wanna take a moment. I wanna take a moment to just tell my story. See, as a black woman, I didn't always accept my blackness. I thought the skin color that I had was the wrong color because I was attacked by who I was, what I represent. The hair on my head, people made fun of me. They was like, why you got that red hair? You're different from us. And I always stuck out. I didn't know why I stuck out. That pain and suffering that I had as a child was hard growing up to be the person I am today. I knew that I had to open my voice again. I had to speak up. I had to speak up, but I didn't know how to speak up. So I became a singer. I started singing when I was three years old. I started writing songs when I was 14. That first song I wrote when I was 14, that took me to becoming a singer that I never even realized I was gonna be. Producers came up to me and said, I wanna see you sing at this event and that event and this event. And I, I felt like that felt special because my voice was heard. But then I got big headed. I thought I was a bag of chips. And you know, those chips crumbled. And my dad said, your education is important. You can't just go, you know, get this producing job. You gotta stay in school. You gotta finish school because that is important. And he said, I didn't finish school, but I want you to finish school because that is important. And for a bit, I had a resentment because I thought I lost my voice. And so I only sung a little bit. And then I moved here to Humboldt County and I saw people who were great singers and I began to hide behind those singers. And I realized over the years that I was losing the woman that I was meant to be, the woman that had purpose. So today I'm here talking about how important it is to have a purpose, how important it is to never lose your song and never lose your voice. Because when you do, you lose who you are. You lose your identity. And I never want to lose my identity. Today I spoke to Charmaine. She said to share my love and her love with y'all. Because this song that I wrote, Black Lives Matter, ASM, which is my son's initial, it is about my pain. It is about my sorrow. It is about my joy. It is about my hope and my conviction and my faith. And I'm sharing this song for a second time. I do not play the piano for people. 
I have now doing it a second time. This is my voice playing on the piano. I may not sound great, but it's my voice, it's my narrative, so please just hear me out. Yeah. 
that I got to share it with you. When I wrote this song, I wrote it for my son and the pain that he's been through. I wrote it for people like Charmaine, who's lost her son. I wrote it for people who are in pain still right today because our children matter. And that's why I'm here in Humboldt County to stand up for the black children, or stand up for the people of color children and make sure that they have a voice, whether it be a song, art, whatever instrument that God has given us. He has given us all talents. There are hidden talents here in Humboldt County. Please share your voice. Please share your message and share your love. And it doesn't matter if it's not perfect because God knows we're all imperfect. So thank you. All right, this is AJ again. Um, back to share another poem. This one is, um, Typically, my style is, I guess you could say, a hip-hop uh, MC style, but I decided for this poem to kind of break from that. I call this one Lessons. I've learned to speak through the heart by expressing what I feel and what I want. I've learned that my identity is not the enemy. It is actually my closest friend. The programming that tells me I'm not good enough is a spell that must end. I am better than enough. I've learned that I am the continuation of my ancestors and that I am already an ancestor. The work that I've begun can never be undone. So I move forward in faith knowing that everything I do speak and act upon is creating the future I've envisioned in clarity. I pass batons of words. I've learned that words have the power to mold realities. I've learned that many of the phrases we've been taught to say are fallacies, like all lives matter. Until black lives matter, then all lives apparently don't matter. I've learned that before Christopher Columbus discovered the Americas, Africans were said to have already been here. Columbus himself wrote in the journal of the second voyage that the native people of Haiti, then labeled Española, told him of black skinned people coming from the south and southeast in ships trading in gold tipped metal spears. Columbus had the samples of spears shipped back to Spain for analysis. The ratio of the properties of gold, copper, and silver alloy were identical to the spears then being forged in African Guinea. I've learned that Africa was the name my ancestors' continent was given by the Romans who conquered Carthage. Africa with a K was spelt with a K in all African languages prior to the European colonial insertion of the letter C. The Dogon a West African civilization in Mali identified us as African, meaning first son soul. I've learned that Jesus Christ is the culturally appropriated name of Yeshua, a man who very many 
very well may have lived, but was not born on the 25th of December to a Virgo, I mean, a virgin mother. I've learned that Haru, the immaculate conception of a set son of a Sar, born on December 25th, represents the struggle of each of us to triumph over our lower Setian energies, to rise up to the height of our consciousness, thus ruling over ourselves, liberating ourselves from this internal struggle. This ancient Afrikan story predates the story of Yeshua by thousands of years. I've learned to speak through the heart by expressing what I feel and what I want. I feel like people that subscribe to the colonizer's history, people that don't know our story, do not see our greatness. They do not understand our anger. This is why we're not equal yet. We have been stripped of our cultural identity. So we were savages and slaves who had no significant contribution to society. We are denied our story in school. We are instead reminded over and over again about the trauma and suffering that was afflicted upon us by European colonizers. We learn about the civil rights movement as though it's a thing of the past when we know damn well we're still living in it. I want this to end. I want equality. I want the world to recognize the greatness of Africa. I want Africa to be free. I want you to see me the indigenous to this land, the European, the Spanish, the Nigerian, Cameroon, Congo, and Southern Bantu, all of me. But until you see this melanin as nothing but greatness, until our lives are respected, until credit is given where it is due, and so we stop being murdered in the street for the whole world to see, then you don't really see me. I've learned that our identity is not the enemy. It is actually the key to our freedom. We don't need permission from outside ourselves to embody the truths which were taken from us. Let us be living representations of the greatness we were denied. Let's stop relying on them. Let's gather strength from inside. Let our pride transform into acts of self-love. Let our love of self radiate so strongly from our presence that it inspires everyone else. Let others see us as we are, divine melanated bodies, children of light, God sees. Thank you. My stage name is Mona Loki. But I want to start by sharing what I wrote uh, during Unique's Knowledge for Power earlier. Um, and then we'll move on. But I didn't want to take space from other people to share when I knew I had this platform later. So I'll go ahead and share my, my quick little two cents. I am black, much like my backdrop, from the bus stop to the curb drop. But mama never prepped me for this journey. Purple as that majesty that I pray to be, if only they could see me transparently. It's beautiful in here. My dear, cause my kin still love me, special to them like that precious silver lining. Mm. Yes. Uh, this is an I am poem that I wrote a super long time ago. If you've ever seen me perform, you've, you've seen me do this, but um, I feel like it tells so much of my story that I perform it all the time. I am from the land created when worlds collide, Gross. where knots meet silk to make curls bounce, 
Where these worlds became one, to be reduced by one, where dad was none and mom was supreme leader. Bad lady, you gon' hurt your back. Dragging all them bags like that. I guess nobody ever told you all you must hold on to is you, is you, is you. I am from curry coconut smells that would fill two bedroom apartments occupied by five, where men play dad for a few weeks at a time, but always end up dimensions away. Where dirt yards were my playpen and this concrete my jungle gym, where the neighborhood kids always looked just like me. My brothers, my sisters, my cousins, my mothers, my aunts, and my uncles. One day, all them bags gonna get in your way. I said one day, all them bags gonna get in your way. I am from summertime barbecues with cornbread and ice pops, where tag, hopscotch, and double dutch were Olympic events, and I didn't have to go inside until the streetlights came on. Corner store adventures were always in my future. I am from ragged buildings guarded by potholes, social security and section eight, where AZT, shattered windows and violent acts of friendship helped my mother raise me. I said one day, all them bags gonna get in your way. Oh, one day, all them bags gonna get in your way. So, pack like, mm -hmm. of progression and a chance at opportunity, where sneaky Saturdays led to sore subject Sundays of punishment, where new lovers and experiments would scare my mother to death. One day, he gon' say, you're crowding my space. I said, one day, he gon' say, you're crowding my space. One day, he gon' say, you're crowding my space. I am from broken relationships that would leave Poncho grazing in the living room, laughing and crying, where sickness forces the burden of adulthood and silent sobs, where I'm sorry, or I'm here for you, just don't suffice. Bad lady, you gon' hurt your back, dragging all them bags like that. I guess nobody ever told you all you must hold on to is you, is you, is you. I am from introductions of compassion and pain, where strength and triumph bring me to conquer my burdens, where mountains don't need to be climbed, just admire, where the breeze is always the right temperature and tickles my senses with the fresh smell of cotton. One day, all them bags gon' get in your way. One day, all them bags gon' get in your way. I said, one day, all them bags gon' get in your way. One day, all them bags gon' get in your way. So, pack light. Mm -hmm. 
of ecstasy and free moving feet where the music always has a dance rhythm and the food the perfect amount of spice where my curls always fall with courage and form from the root to tip where I never have to think twice because the chicken was cooked right and the rice has the ideal bean ratio and it always seems to taste just like my mother's um thank you for joining us and celebrating Juneteenth um, to begin, I find it appropriate to acknowledge that we are on Wiyot ancestral territory. With this in mind, it is also appropriate to acknowledge the fact that natives locally have experienced not only racism, but also including genocide and ethnocide. What are you and what is your plan for the future? Interestingly enough, these are two very good Think to yourself, how many times have you asked me, what are you? What is your name? Are you mixed? Especially if you ask this person, or maybe you didn't meet at all, you just saw this person in passing or on social media. Two out of four people when asked, how do you racially identify yourself, answered black or mixed. What does it mean to racially identify people? What is race? According to the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, is there a hard time hearing the music? Sorry about that. Okay. Um, According to the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, race is a human group defined by itself or others as distinct by virtue of perceived common physical characteristics that are held to be inherent. Determining which characteristics constitute the race is a choice human beings make. Neither markers nor categories are predetermined by any biological factors. Racial identity is typically externally imposed by outsiders, as when whites created the Negro race to homogenize the multiple ethnic groups they conquered in Africa or brought as slaves to America. Race is a result of early globalization. When European explorer, explorers discovered and then conquered peoples with radically different phenotypical traits, Race typically involves power relations, from the basic power to define race of others, to the more expansive power to deprive certain racial groups of social, economic, or political benefit. Racial identities are typically hierarchical, with certain races being perceived as superior to others, and racial identity is perceived as inherent, something individuals are born with. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may tread me in the dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. On PBS.org, I read the article, Origin of the Idea of Race, and here are a few excerpts. 
What is so striking about the American experience in creating such an extreme conception of human differences was the role played by scientists and scholars in legitimizing the folk ideas. Scholarly writers began attempting to prove scientifically that the Negro was a different and lower kind of human being. The first published materials arguing from a scientific perspective that Negroes were a separate species from white men appeared in the last decade of the 18th century. They argued that Sorry. <laughs> they argue that the Negro was a different and lower kind of human being. The first published materials arguing from a scientific perspective that Negroes were a separate species and that white men appeared in the last decade of the 18th century. They argue that Negroes were either a product of degeneration from that first creation or descendants of a separate creation altogether. American slavery was unique in another way. That is how North American slave owners resolved the age-old dilemma of all slave systems. Slaves are both persons and things, human beings and property. How do you treat a human being as both a person and a property? And what should take precedence? The human rights of the slave or the property rights of the master? American laws made clear that property was more sacred than people, and the property rights of masters overshadowed the human rights of slaves said Justice Roger B. Taney in the famous Dred Scott case of 1857. Negroes were seen only as property. They were never thought of or spoken of except as property and thus were not intended by the framers of the Constitution to be accorded citizenship rights. The very existence of a scientific debate over whether blacks and whites were products of a single creation or of multiple creations, especially in a society dominated by biblical explanations, seems anomalous. It indicates that the differences between races had been so magnified and exaggerated that popular consciousness had already widely accepted the idea of blacks being a different and inferior species of humans. Justice Taney's decision reflected this, declaring the Negro is a different order of being. Thus, slave owners' rights to their property were upheld in a law by appeal to the newly invented ideas of people from Africa. When asked, what do you dislike about your racial identity group? Surveyors who identified as mixed or black gave a range of answers. One answer I got was always being labeled as black, even though I'm equally as white and we allow segregation within our own community and we fall into the trap that we are powerless. I also got, I dislike how long we've lived in poverty and lack of education where it causes systematic shelf placement of our advancement as a larger group. I hate there are so many of us that don't believe in voting. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Cause I walk like I got oil wells pumping in my living room just like moons and like suns with certainty of tide, just like hopes springing high, still I'll rise. When someone asks me, what are you? This is what I'm thinking, why? Why does it matter? It matters because you need to figure out what box to put me in so you can feel more comfortable. I am a human. Please see my humanity. There is a life taking place behind this face. I am a woman. 
I'm an American. I have a son. I'm a student. I'm a daughter, a sister, an aunt, a friend, a comrade, and a dancer. So what does needing to know my genetic coding going to let you know that just getting to know me wouldn't suffice? I know who I am. And isn't that enough for you? What is my plan for the future? First, I recognize that the norm has to shift. How do I shift my norms in my own life? I start by breathing. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like air, I'll rise. I recognize the silent rage is happening. I can't capture it all because I can't let it go all at once. I transform to the following. How can I use my own gifts to address that the silent rage is happening? You know what your gifts are. No one decides for you. You don't even get to decide what your own gifts are. How do our decisions impact others? Let's make sure our actions impact the system. Systematic change requires systematic action. We dive into the ugly with planning and patience. I can use my gifts to infiltrate the system. This system is America, this place that we live and we call home. There are five key actions we can do together that ring true in my spirit. Education, vote, conscious spending, saving, and prayer. To infiltrate the system, we need to insert ourselves into the system at every level. This means education. From, two, from the year 2000 to 2017, college enrollment rates increased for black young adults from 31 to 36%. In 1954, Brown versus Board of Education, the Supreme Court rules unanimously that segregation in public schools is unconstitutional. This is a whole 66 years that we've been able to go to whatever school our gifts can get us into so that we may infiltrate the system. We celebrate being emancipated on this day in 1865. That was 155 years ago. 155 years of freedom and only within a lifetime can we educate ourselves. This is where the power is and they know this. We need to vote. We have to vote. We vote or we die, plain and simple. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. In 1870, the 15th Amendment was ratified to prohibit states from denying a male citizen the right to vote based on race, color, or previous condition of servitude. To disenfranchise is defined as to take away someone's right to vote 
or to bribe someone's rights or power of rights and privileges. That includes making us feel like, why should we vote? It doesn't matter. We matter. We make up at least 15% of America's population. I matter. Women were finally allowed to vote in 1920. So that is exactly 100 years that I have been able to vote. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. Conscious spending, we make up 15% of the American population. That is a large voice when it comes to spending. Look into who or what establishment is. Research items you know and love, restaurants and shops, make clear choices where you give your energy. That's what money is, it's energy. I love chocolate, but there's a reason I don't buy it unless it reads organic and ethically sourced. I especially do not patronize local businesses or purchase chocolate that does not make apparent that their company is an ally or black owned. How can you justify that your chocolate produced by people of color sold to you at a fraction of the price you charge exorbitant prices for and you can't even find it to think to say Black Lives Matter in your store window? Black Lives Matter. I do not support you or the mainstream chocolate companies that use child slave labor. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Saving. There are so many ways to save. You can put aside at least 5% of everything you earn and save it. Put it in an investment. Do the research, the work, and your gift will bring you the right way to save for you. There's long-term stocks. There's savings accounts, educational funds, cyber currency, a jar buried in the hills with a treasure map. Many ways to save. I prefer diversify. Knowing that you have anything, something is saved is one of the best ways to infiltrate the system. They are betting that we are living in survival modes, unable to make educated decisions. Putting aside just a little will boost your confidence and ability to really feel fit. Fitness is not only for our physical bodies, but financial fitness is equally important. Money is energy. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Finally, my fifth key action to move forward into the future, my most truest gift. What I can do to infiltrate the system that rings true in my spirit, I pray. For me, when I pray, I pray to the universe. God for me is change. She is the changing mother into child again and again. And do not forget, and I'm speaking to you, we come from the land of God-child embodiment, if you will. Ancient tradition of my family teaches me that this God-child was a she, an African she. Ask yourself, why are they so afraid of us? Why do they want to smite us, burn us, erase the history and knowledge of us? For me, that answer is clear. They don't hate us. They are afraid of us. They are so curious as to why even after 400 years of oppression and brutality, we continue to evolve and change to become presidents of nations. 
scientists, doctors, lawyers, teachers, engineers, pilots, astronauts, and artists. Most importantly, we are loving parents and loving family. We cannot live in fear and give that child that identity. I cannot. I will not. We make prayer our family culture and instill that because it is rooted in reality, with truth. Not the truths that we learn in school, but our soul truth. We are resilient. How do we survive so happily, merrily, proudly? How are we so joyful that we sing, smile, and we're humming? Two out of four who racially identify as Black or African American when asked the question, what do you enjoy most about your racial identity group, answered, the style and fantasy we exude even while doing mundane things. We brighten a room just by being ourselves. And how we look, how we express ourselves, how resilient we are, I also think black people know how to enjoy life with our food and celebrations. No one in the world can dance like we do. It is truly genetic and cultural. That's because we all are connected. Yes, we are. That's why when the death, the only part of George Floyd's life that was first splashed onto the screen, every screen in the world and was seen our collective hearts screamed. I know you felt it. I did, and I still do. My heart is still screaming. I'm allowing the scream of the deepest rage and sorrow from the bellows of my soul. I learned to channel the scream. I rely on mentors like the Multicultural Center and Diversity Director, Aliyah Dumphy at College of the Redwoods, a professor in bioorganic chemistry, Dr. Kim White and Dr. Ebony Turnbrow, Dean of Students at Humboldt State University. They have taught me to scream while keeping my eyes on the prize. Soon enough, that scream becomes a powerful chant that turns into my sacred prayer this sacred prayer that we mobilize and assert ourselves into positions of power to infiltrate the system. We have the power of prayer. We are the children of God. She is listening, always listening, like mama. That's what I want. I want to listen to my child's words. I want us to move in powerful strides with our collective hearts. I want us to stay safe, to stop being murdered and unnecessarily incarcerated. I want higher education for you, myself, and my child. I pray for this and so much more on the daily. Importantly, I'm always thankful for all that Mother Earth Mama provides. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Maya Angelou's poem, Still I Rise. As we reflect on our lives and contemplate that which has brought us here to this very moment on this coordinate through space, as we celebrate being liberated from slavery, 
155 years ago today. I thank all of you for allowing me to heal with you. Thank you. Hello guys, I'm Julian. Um, old roommates with Mo um, and long time black person, uh, first generation. And I do relate to a lot of the things that were said earlier today um, in the sense of having different identities. Um, I'm Haitian and I, I always joked and always talking about how we're like the real world Wakanda, you know, and like people, like white friends would always ask me like, Julian, how do you feel about people saying, how we, we do differences? How do you uh, think about people saying uh, nigger or the N word? And I, I'm, I'm a, I joke and that's how I deal with my pain. So I'd always say we didn't, we killed everybody that said that, you know, but like, like as like things like kind of have broken down right now, like I find myself having to look at my voice and and what I say with more weight, you know, and uh, not just because I got a deep voice, <laughs> but like, because like it means something and people definitely listen now. So um, this poem I wrote only uh, Tobias has heard it. Um, I don't know if I could share this screen. I just, I'm a, I like, I'm a visual artist. I. I, um, I do photography and video, um, and so I like to show my art through that. I find that visuals uh, show a lot, like say a lot to everybody. They speak because everybody has eyes, no matter what color you are. So even like the silent films, just a bunch of like heart, like harsh and contrasting visuals. Like I find actually help my narratives and uh, keep keep the room for ignorance arguments that don't really bring to strength the movement like because um, I'm not really trying to force anybody to think some sort of way but I'm trying to bring awareness so like uh, I I just grabbed a couple images and I'm going to try to share the screen. I think I can do that. Does that work? Let's talk one. Share. Does that work? If I can't, I'm just going to tell you the poem. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a little too hard. I'm just going to tell you guys the poem. Uh, it, I wrote this after Ahmaud Arbery and before George Floyd. I didn't know how I felt and I wanted to just get that out. And then all of a sudden this just started rolling bigger and bigger and like spreading fast. <laughs> like, like it felt like black people were dying on TV as fast as COVID was spreading, you know, and it was crazy. Um, yeah. So here it goes. Bang, bang. Two shots rang, 1 p.m. 
Ahmad slain. Three good red-blooded Christians on a mission. New age lynchings can't be mad. Tis tradition. Tears positioned on black faces as far as eyes can see. Proof our country lacks traces when approached with growth inequality. No justice, no peace. It's very short, but that was it. Thank you for listening. Hey, y'all. So I'm a theater artist. I, I didn't um, actually block, in my, my theatrical terms, didn't actually block anything. But uh, this is one of my preferred monologues that I'm too tired to remember. So I'm going to uh, script read it. Readings are powerful. Do that with your children. They might want to read by reading scripts. I was that kid. This is for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. And Suzaki Shange. God bless her soul. When I was 16, I ran off to the South Bronx because I was going to meet up with Willie Colon and dance all the time. Mamba, bamba, merengue. Do you speak Spanish? Hola. My papa thought he was Puerto Rican and we would have been except we was just regular niggas with a hint of Spanish. So off I made it to this 36 hour marathon. Con salsa, con Ricardo, sugar. Ray on the Southern Boulevard, next door to this photography place, jammed with burial wedding and communion relics, next door to Laurel Ideal, genuine Spanish Barbara. Up, 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 upstairs and stairs and lots of hallway with my colored New Jersey self. Didn't know what anybody was saying, except if dancing was proof of origin, I was Hibarita herself that night. And the next day, I kept smiling right on stepping. If he could lead, I was ready to dance. If he couldn't lead, I caught this attitude. I seen Rosa do. And would not be bothered. I was twirling and hip giving, much uh, quick feet, and being a mute, cute color Puerto Rican till Saturday afternoon when the disc jockey say, uh, "Sorry, folks, uh, Willie Cologne ain't gonna make it today." And all of my nigga temper came out of control. And I wouldn't dance with nobody. And I talked English loud. And I love you more than I was mad. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. More than, more than when I discovered Archie Shep and Subtle Blues. Don't you know I wore out the magic of Juju, heroically uh, resisting, being possessed. Ooh, the sound sneaking un underage to slugs to stare at a real uh, aris, uh, um, artiste. And every word out of Imamu's mouth was gospel. And if Jesus couldn't play a horn like Shep, wasn't no need for color folks to bear no cross at all. And poem is my thank you for music. And I love you more than poem, more than Aureliano Buenda loved Mocondo, more than Hector Lavoe loved himself, more than the lady loved gardenias, more than Celia loves Cuba and Graciela loves El Song, more than Flamingo Shoe do and do I love being Oh, yeah, negro. Te amo mas que. Te amo mas que. When you play your flute, everyone. Te amo mas que. Te amo mas que. Without any assistance or guidance from you, 
I have loved you assiduously for eight months, two weeks and a day. I have been stood up four times. I have left seven packages on your doorstep. This completes our uh, showcase. And I really, really, really just want to say thank you to every single person that just made themselves vulnerable and presented their stories to their community, whether they relate to that story, whether they can think back on times that had similar situations or not. All of you just opened your space and your hearts to these artists to share themselves. Um, thank you so much for sharing your stories and your craft with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you a million times to every yes. single person that has facilitated something today. Um, your words matter, the things you lead matter. You create this community alongside Black Humble and it's really, really powerful that everyone could be here today with us. Um, I wanna say again, thank you to every single individual that has donated to Black Humboldt, to um, a Black Lives Movement, to you know, um, today for the Juneteenth for the Black owned businesses in Humboldt. Uh, if you are able, please continue to donate to that cause. Please continue to share it. We want to see everybody next year at the third annual Juneteenth in person. Um, please, 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 if you have anything or any input for Black Humble, outreach to us. Um, if you have events or you're a facilitator or anything, you know, Black Humble is a community-run volunteer organization and one day said it best um, earlier in her interview where I want to go somewhere where I'm no longer the other right and that is why we exist so that we create these safe spaces so that when black and brown folk get together they see themselves in each other they see their success in other people's stories they see their future and the things that they could hold because we are no longer ostracized. We are safe and free, able to live our lives mm. in the way that we want to live in. Uh, most of our events are exclusive, but I look forward to all the moments that we have to connect with our whole community. So thank you so much for being here today. If there are any black and brown people on this platform or listening right now, please join our BH Planning Hub. Like this is so much work and we need you. We need you. We, I'm not going to sit here and say, Mo and I can do it all by ourselves because we cannot. We need you to help continue making black and brown bodies seen. Seen. Let's see each other. Let's continue to see each other and allow the world to see us and not hide and not allow white supremacist culture push you to the side. You're not a sub. You're not waiting to be tagged in. You exist. Join our planning hub. Some of you already volunteer. Um, in your own ways, you reach out to us via text, via email, just to let us know. But if you want to do a little bit more, if you want to figure out how much more you can do, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It's so much work to be done, not just in the world, not just, I mean, not just in Humble, in the world, but let's start by making a local impact here. And though I'm not from Humble and my heart is not necessarily rooted here, my heart is just rooted with black and brown people across the world. And so this is where I'm starting right here with you right now. Um, so thank you all. Much love. Thanks, y'all, for listening to The Black Aesthetic. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and tune in every Wednesday. Follow us on all socials at Black Humboldt and check out our website at www.blackhumboldt.com. 
If you want to send some love and feedback, email us at blackhumbled at gmail.com. And make sure to use the hashtag Black Humble Aesthetic. B-L-A-C-K-H-U-M-B-O-L-D-T-A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C on social media. Until next time, continue to walk in your Black excellence. Yeah.